The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All My Children and One Life to Live were brought back from the dead earlier this year only to be killed off again. Will these two soaps ever return to fans, or is this really the end? That's what we're talking about today on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey there, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I am your host, Dan Kroll, and I almost feel like we should have a slower, more somber version of the opening theme song this week, sort of like they do on Entertainment Tonight when there's bad news. Today, for the second time, we're going to be talking about the untimely demise of two long-running soap operas, All My Children and One Life to Live. Both shows were canceled in 2011 by ABC. They found new life online thanks to Prospect Park. But now, just a little more than six months, a little less than seven months, it's somewhere in there, after they had their red carpet premiere in New York City, the future of both shows is very uncertain. One Life to Live was indefinitely shelved, that's what they're calling it, earlier this year, pending the outcome of Prospect Park's ongoing multi-million dollar lawsuit against ABC. Fans found out about the open-ended hiatus of One Life to Live because they read a very tucked away mention in an L.A. Times article that talked about some of the problems that Prospect Park faced in relaunching two soaps in the digital age. But... Prospect Park said that they were going to be focusing their attention on a second season of All My Children, which had been attracting more viewers online and even on the summer fling on OWN. The thought was that maybe with just one soap, Prospect Park could tinker and adjust and sort of get things right so that when One Life to Live was able to get back up and running, it would be a smoother transition and much easier to go. Well, but there's... Yet to be a formal announcement from Prospect Park regarding All My Children, but several All My Children stars have come forward on social media over the past week to confirm that they've been told All My Children will not be heading back into production anytime soon. Jill Larson did give sort of a, a glimmer of hope, saying that there was always the potential it could come back. But as we know, the longer things go on with an open ending, the harder it is to get them started back up. So while all of that was happening, Prospect Park upped the ante, and now they're seeking up to and possibly even more than $125 million from ABC for what Prospect Park is saying was a concerted effort by ABC to make sure that their relaunches of All My Children and One Life to Live failed. There was also contained within some legal filings a backdoor statement that seemed to indicate that Prospect Park had run out of money and would no longer be able to produce second seasons of either All My Children or One Life to Live. So 
that's what's led up to today's show. That's what we're going to be talking about. Maybe uh, you have some thoughts and ideas, and I'm sure that you do because I've been reading them on SoapCentral.com and Facebook and Twitter all this week. Would it have been better if All My Children, One Life to Live were never relaunched, if they just ended when they ended on ABC? Was the idea of moving these shows to the Internet ahead of its time? Did having One Life to Live characters pop up on General Hospital sort of unwittingly hamstring the relaunch of One Life to Live? And, of course, the question everybody wants to know, will these two shows ever return? I want to hear your thoughts. If you'd like to call in and chat with me, you can do so. Let me give you the number. It's toll-free, 866-472-5788. Again, the number is 866-472-5788. If you're not able to call in, perhaps you're busy working on the next great mega soap, you can also share your comments on Twitter. Follow us at Soap Central. You can tweet your comments and thoughts there. I'll be poking around on social media during the show, reading some of what you have to say. But again, if you want to talk to me and share your thoughts on what's going on, the number is 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight. I know that there is a lot to discuss, so I asked one of SoapCentral.com's contributors to drop by and co-host a little bit of the show with me. She's welcome to stick around as long as she'd like, though. Liz Fisher has shared her thoughts on the first season of All My Children and One Life to Live in our Two Scoops columns. So I'm going to bring her on here. Liz, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks for having me, Dan. I wish it were a more pleasant story that we were discussing, but I'm glad to be here. Well, maybe we'll try to make it pleasant so that it's not such a bad experience. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It has been, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. I'm sure you've seen on the various social media platforms and on SoapCentral.com and pretty much anywhere else that you can go where there's been a soap fan around. This story has generated a lot of opinions from the fans. What is the general consensus of what you're seeing, if there is one? What are fans saying about this? Oh, it has, I mean, it has generated a lot of opinions, but I don't know if there's a consensus. I I see some people, you know, siding with the ABC, some siding with Prospect Park. I think it's it's difficult to... um, to come to a consensus because I feel like we don't, as the audience, don't have all the facts. There seems to be a lot that went on behind the scenes that still, even with reading the lawsuit, is a little bit of a mystery. So, and That's a good point. There are some things that I think perhaps soap fans can comment on without fear of not having all of the background information. Mm-hmm. One of those would be the fact that Some One Life to Live characters were crossed over to General Hospital, so that aspect of it, I think, is really a good place to start the debate. We can't talk about what the agreement was, per se, between uh, ABC and Prospect Park, because we really don't know that aspect, but I think we can talk about what happened to storytelling, what happened as a result of that. And again, I know that a lot of fans have a lot of opinions on that because when these characters crossed over, I received oodles of email. And when these characters were written out, I also received oodles of email. Again, someone said that they wanted the phone number uh, one more time. It's 866-472-5788. So actually, maybe before we even get to the, the transfer part, Liz, the status of all my children we sort of know that the show isn't coming back, but somewhat troubling or something that's bothering fans seems to be the fact that Prospect Park has not commented officially that All My Children is not returning. We've sort of been told this by, I guess, four or five stars of the show. 
do you think that that's something that probably is fueling the flames of people who are against Prospect Park, the fact that they have been silent on the matter? I think it is. And, you know, I, as a fan, have, have sort of had that opinion um, for a while now that Prospect Park maybe hasn't been doing a great job of communicating. Um, and I felt that way with the One Life to Live thing. Like you said, it was just sort of snuck into a news article and, um, it seemed too, I follow a lot of the One Life to Live actors, um, on Twitter and it seemed like even they didn't know until, you know, the general audience knew. Um, and, and they, the All My Children thing too has been very, you know, there was all that, that talk that there was going to be some sort of big announcement and then it was just, you know, it was, um, I think I read, um, I think Debbie Morgan's tweet was the one that I saw, and I think how a lot of people found out, um, you know, her talking about how they weren't coming back, or sort of alluding to the fact, I guess she didn't straight out say, but alluding to the fact that they weren't coming back. Um, and so I think that is, I mean, that is a problem um, that Prospect Park has. And I'm, I'm a fan of Prospect Park. Um, for bringing the shows back in the first place, but I do think they've they've not been great communicators, and that probably is part of what's making fans frustrated. Well, let's talk about the announcement. It was last week, a uh, little more than a week ago, TV Guide's Michael Logan announced on Twitter that he was hearing a really big announcement was coming from Prospect Park, uh, which would have been a week ago today that they were going to announce something. I remember coming on air and wondering if, we would be live on the air when some sort of announcement would be made. Let's just focus on that. If that tweet, Liz, had not come and no one knew that there was an announcement coming or supposedly coming, would that have changed the current dialogue that we're having? Because the only reason that people are upset now that Prospect Park didn't say anything is because we were sort of told that an announcement was coming. Yeah, I think, you know, that is that, um, you know, and I don't know if it's that Prospect Park actually, you know, wanted it to come out that there was going to be an announcement or that something was, you know, coming out, but it's it feels a little, you know, you want to hype things that are going to be good, but it feels like there shouldn't be this dramatic, you know, build up to, hey, we're canceling your favorite show. You've got to kind of rip the Band-Aid off, and I think that's, where they they failed, and I maybe you know they were hoping they could turn things around, and you know we don't know what's going through their heads, but I think, I mean it at this point it it does seem a little ridiculous that they haven't made some kind of statement because it's you know it's out there, everybody you know knows that something's going on. I think it would be it it seems silly at this point for them not to make a statement and clarify and give a little bit of their side of the story. I guess that's sort of what. I've thought we're going to now sort of transition into talk about those one life to live characters. We'll take a couple of calls. We have Sophia and Bonnie waiting on the lines, but let's sort of set it up for people who are listening and may not be completely familiar. I've put together a complete reconstruction of the timeline of everything that happened between the April 14th, 2011 cancellation of All My Children and One Life to Live by ABC through to everything that's going on today. So if you want to refresh what happened, maybe relive the anger that you felt back in 2011 <laughs> or figure out what's been going on since then to get a better version of the timeline in your head, you can head over to Subcentral.com right now. There's a special report link. Click on that. Or if you're following along on Twitter, I believe that I have just posted the link there as well. But 
keep listening to the show. So, Liz, what happened, for people who are maybe not familiar, there were plans to relaunch All My Children, One Life to Live by Prospect Park back in 2011. Things did not come to pass. Uh, you know, there were a lot of reasons said why things didn't work out. So we were told that they were suspending their efforts. And fast forward, time's moving on. ABC announced that four and possibly more characters from One Life to Live would transfer over to General Hospital. They would, you know, continue on with a little bit of different story, but they would be essentially moving over to General Hospital. We found out later that Prospect Park is going to relaunch All My Children, One Life to Live. They've got all their ducks in a row. They've got everything set. They're ready to make a real go of it. But now these characters that have been written on to General Hospital have a much larger presence in that show's uh, storyline. And then began, became the discussion of what would happen to these characters because Prospect Park had the rights to the characters, but ABC had signed the actors to play on General Hospital, I don't know that it necessarily said who they would be playing. That's, you know, totally a different issue. But there were, for the first time in, I think in soap opera history, there were two competing entities that owned different aspects of, of these particular characters or the shows or the, the, the actors. So now we have a lawsuit in which Prospect Park, I'm going to read this to everybody so you can follow along. It says that they plan to give these characters from One Life to Live to ABC to use on General Hospital for a short period of time. They're saying that you know they expected that the characters would come back to them, that the actors would also potentially come back to them. Uh, but afterwards, it says, and this is from the lawsuit, ABC began unilaterally changing key storylines and themes, literally killing some One Life to Live characters and deeply integrating others into the General Hospital landscape, all to create, here it comes, a mega soap of General Hospital behind Prospect Park's back. The changes bewildered and alienated longtime One Life to Live fans. ABC even went as far as to induce the actors who had been playing some of the more popular characters on One Life to Live to sign secret, exclusive, multi-year contracts with ABC, all without a word to Prospect Park. So... We have that. The question that I have would be, Liz, what a mess. It's not even really a comment. It's more of a statement. What a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, t- I told you when you uh, asked me to be on today that I would try to discuss this intelligently, but many of my thoughts were along the lines of WTF. Um, <laughs> and it just, it is, I mean, it is a mess, and I... It seems ridiculous. It seems like a, a soap-worthy plot. Um, but I, you know, my question is when, um, you know, when the One Life to Live characters showed up on General Hospital, at that point, we in the audience, at least to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, really thought the Prospect Park thing wasn't going to happen. And I, I don't know that there's any, that I've seen any proof that ABC didn't, you know, didn't, believe the same thing, too, that, you know, the Prospect Park thing, it seemed like, you know, at that point, we had all gotten our hopes up about Prospect Park, and then it seemed like it had failed, Um, and, you know, from our point of view, it didn't, um, you know, Prospect Park didn't announce until much later that they really were going to make a go of things, so 
I, I don't know if I buy that ABC at that point was being malicious by, you know, integrating the One Life to Live uh, folks into GAH. Well, here's the question. We're going to bring in a caller to answer this question. For me, the real thought of this is if you loan your car to someone, don't you have the expectation that you're going to get the car back in the same condition in which you loaned it out? That's a big contention of this lawsuit. So we're going to bring in Sophia, who has some thoughts on the impact of the One Life to Live characters on General Hospital. So, Sophia, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely welcome. Liz is here with us as well. We're chatting. We're, we're going to hear your thoughts. You want to talk about the impact that these characters had on General Hospital. Uh, I'll leave it open-ended. So tell us a little bit about what you think. Um, well, I went through that, you know, believe it or not, that whole court document or whatever you want to call it. And um, there were moments of it where it was laughable. Um, but essentially, I feel like Prospect Park um, hinged too much expectation on those same three actors um, coming back to reprise their roles as those One Life to Live characters. And I mean, in the real world, uh, someone that has to support a family or even, you know, support themselves can't just sit around on a maybe kind of job um, hoping that something's going to come around. They had a sure thing at ABC. So um, I, I don't see how Prospect Park can can have the had that could have had that expectation that those three actors would have returned um, to something so uncertain. Wasn't there though a benefit to General Hospital to have the opportunity to sort of rope in some of the One Life to Live fans who may not have been watching the show? So there certainly was a benefit to ABC though by bringing on characters that were familiar to One Life to Live fans. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, at the beginning, you had kind of opened this discussion with uh, with a statement saying that it's um, a statement, you know, saying that it, One Life to Live fans have been totally alienated. And um, I mean, I can't speak for all people, but just what I saw on social media, that, that was, qu was quite the opposite. The One Life to Live fans were happy that they were getting to... Um, still peek into the lives of these Landview residents, where it was more so the, the general hospital fans that, that weren't so welcoming, I would say. I think that the, one of the interesting aspects of that, at least something that I've seen, and, and I don't purport to be an expert per se on, on what fans are thinking, I will say that I probably get more email from fans on a regular daily basis than most people would just through the fact that I happen to run a soap opera website, but what I found is that there were a lot of people who didn't really understand what was going on for the people who were not really following the story, for people who were really not actively seeking out what was going on with a potential relaunch of the show. There were a lot of people who 
had questions when those characters went over to General Hospital. They were wondering, you know, will they be here for now? Will there be more characters? And then when they found out that One Life to Live was coming back, there was also a lot of confusion about what would happen to the show. Would, you know, would the characters be leaving General Hospital? Would they go temporarily to One Life to Live? Would they come back? Would One Life to Live uh, address the storylines that had happened on General Hospital? A lot of people didn't quite get what was going on. So there was, I'm not saying that maybe that they were alienated. I will take the word that they use when they said bewildered. Uh, I think that there was a little bit of, since this has never happened before, there was a lot of, gee, I wonder what's going to go on next. Do you, I mean, do you think that that's at least somewhat of a fair statement, Sophia? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, And at the end of the day, yes, it's true. One Life to Live, um, those are One Life to Live characters, and I can understand if if One Life to Live wanted them back. But something that I'm not clear on is that, um, you know, in this document, they kept, Prospect Park kept saying that ABC was supposed to um, run any kind of storyline or um, any kind of elemental change um, past the Prospect Park folks. But at at that point, when the Landview Three were on General Hospital, who really could uh, Ron Carlovati and Frank Valentini run those things by? There was there were no shows. There was no there were no writers at Prospect Park. There there wasn't even an an executive producer for either show. That's a really good point. I'm going to talk about some of that, the question that you just posed, or more of the statement with some of our other callers that we, I'm going to make sure that we get to, Sophia. So thank you for calling. If anything that is said in the course of the next 40 minutes or so really sparks you to, to want to make a rebuttal, <laughs> let me know. We'll get you back on the air. All right, so let's go back to Liz with that statement of there was ample time. You One would think, one could argue, between everything that the characters were doing on General Hospital, these One Life to Live characters, and the time that the show was relaunched. So it isn't as though, you know, I said right before you come on the air, oh, by the way, we're going to be talking about traveling to Guam today, and you were caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry for the folks in Guam, uh, just the first place that popped into my head. Uh, so, I mean, there would have been ample time to figure it out. You know, some of the things that I've seen fans say is that it was a, a sort of a, a non-argument for Prospect Park to say that they didn't know what was happening because they had a year to maybe come up with a way to work around it. Uh, is that something that you think hammers in on how you feel about that? Or do they have a little bit of an element of truth of, hey, it doesn't matter how long it was. It doesn't matter what the case is. Our agreement was that you wouldn't do anything without consulting us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I I tend to fall more on the side of um of Prospect Park should have um should have focused on the characters and the actors that they did have. Um I get that it was disappointing not to, you know, have the folks that went over to um to General Hospital and, you know, the fact that General Hospital killed off a couple characters. Um but I I do think, you know, it's a soap opera. You have, you know, you have to write people off with crazy stories all the time. I think, um, you know, I think they spent a little bit too much of their energy on being upset about losing these three. And, you know, they had a, they had a lot of big name characters that came back and 
big-name actors that came back. And, you know, why not just concentrate on those folks? And, you know, you had a year gap between um, in the storyline between when the show ended and when it came back. Um, so they very easily could have come up with some backstory to explain why those people were gone. I mean, there were other characters that they didn't bring back, like, say, Jess and Brody that were never even mentioned. We, you know, we had no mention of what they were doing. So I, I don't see, I mean, I understand that they were upset about these three people, but I don't see why they couldn't have, like you said, they had time, why they didn't just, you know, plan around it. So, well, we like to get all sides of the story here on the show, so we're going to take a, another caller, find out what she has to say. We have Bonnie from Massachusetts. Bonnie, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks, you for having me again. And uh, I keep saying this, I've been one light to land fan for 25 years, and all my children was my third soap opera. You know who I'm w- worried about, thinking about this right now? Angie Nickerson, who wrote both shows back in the 60s. I wonder how she feels about this mostly. And um, I wonder why no one's got her thoughts over this. I'm not sure I know who you mean, but okay. It, the one that created the shows. Oh, Agnes Nixon. Agnes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't I didn't say, sure. I know you lost me there for I'm a sorry. moment. Agnes. That's okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know that she has I mean she hasn't issued a public statement like she did before when the shows were canceled and when they were brought back. Right. Uh, I would assume you know what, I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna get a statement from Agnes Nixon or Angie, whoever we were looking Whatever. for. Yeah, I <laughs> we'll, Angie. Get a, we'll get a statement from her. Angie we'll... when I you know my show for a second. <laughs> but no, that's who I was really thinking about. And as I read the court report also and I laughed so hard when ABC was trying to stick it to um, Prospect Park with the GH characters, but my question is, the lawsuits, who's in fault, mostly? I get confused on that. Well, that's why it's a lawsuit. We're trying to figure out exactly who is at fault. I have to say, I'm trying to read through a lot of these things, and, and I pull, as I was saying when Liz and I were talking at the top of the show, Bonnie, uh, mm-hmm. I'm removing my thoughts on the stuff that there's no way that I could possibly know. Uh, you know, we haven't seen certain agreements. We don't know what they were talking about. We, you know, there's a lot of aspects that I think it's unfair for anyone to offer comment on because we're not privy to all of the details. You know, financing and contracts. I'm focusing just on, at least for right now, these mm-hmm. characters that were were transferred over. You mentioned that you're a One Life to Live fan. Right. Have been for quite some time. Weren't you happy to see that those characters were going to live on another show when they announced that uh, those four characters would be moving to General Hospital? I did, but in the back of my mind, I had a funny feeling something was up. Uh-oh. You what know? Did you think, what was that feeling? I mean, when you had that like, feeling... All right, why are they there? I mean, why are they bringing Landview to um, Port Charles, you know, for... And nobody from Port Charles knows anybody from Landview. Do you think that... I'm trying to figure out how to... Do you think that perhaps there were other fans who, like you, were worried that if they got attached to them again, because let's let's face it, at that time there were lots of rumors that ABC was going to cancel General Hospital again. Do you think that there were a lot of fans who maybe were afraid that if they got invested in those One Life to Live characters on General Hospital that they'd have to say goodbye all over again? Yes, Definitely. 
because when I also heard when GH was going to be canceled, which is not, and they killed off the characters, well, not really killed off, of um, Star, Todd, and John, and as they came back with new f- names to the show, um, that meant that, hey, if One Light to Live never came back, at least they have a spot on um, GH as new you know, people. It is. It's really one of those things. Is I remember when these characters went over to General Hospital. Mm-hmm. General Hospital fans were outraged. They didn't want to see characters from a show that they were not watching. If they would wanted to watch One Life to Live, we were told. I was told that they would have watched One Life to Live. Exactly. So there were a lot of General Hospital fans that might have been upset about that. Then we had the issue where the characters had to go goodbye and come back as new characters. So mm-hmm. that's going to take us to the next phase of our discussion. Bonnie, I want to thank you for calling thank in you and so sharing much, your thoughts. Have a great weekend. You too. Yeah, bye-bye. Liz, that's the next phase of our discussion. Now suddenly we are presented with characters that are in dispute. The actors that were playing those characters were written off for a period of time, and then they came back as brand new characters, which is another uh, issue of contention that Prospect Park had in their lawsuits, saying that the new characters that these actors were playing were basically just copycat versions of the characters that they were playing on One Life to Live. Would you like to share your thoughts on that claim? Uh, I will. I um I remember I was I was pretty frustrated with that. Um, I actually I am somebody I was not watching General Hospital at the time, and I actually um, tuned in to see the One Life to Live characters, and then um, got sucked into General Hospital. And as you know, I'm now quite the General Hospital fan. Um, so there, that ploy did work on me. Um, they did gain at least one viewer from that, and I'm sure um, several others. Um, and it was. Um, I feel like General Hospital was just, you know, in a really bad position because they had, um, you know, they had contracts with these actors and then all of a sudden they couldn't use the characters. Um, and I think, I, I don't I think they probably did the, the best they could with, um, you know, bringing, bringing them back as new or, or recast characters. Um, and I, some of them, you know, I've, some of them have some similarities, like um, I think Silas and, and McBain are, are relatively similar in some ways. Um, Franco's got some similarities to Todd. Um, but one would think that they would have to yeah. because they are the same actors. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. And it is it is kind of jarring, and I do think one thing, I mean, I know they, they liked the pairings that they had, Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of it has turned out a little awkward. Like I know people, you know, what I see from Twitter is that people loved um, Michael and Star. Or at least you know a lot of people that I saw talking about it. And Michael and Kiki just is not going over as well for some reason. And I think that's just you know the way it was written that they're trying to, you know, make these these same pairings work again, but under different circumstances and it gets a, a little clunky. So, And that is, it is tough to sort of recreate the magic twice. If you were just joining yeah. us today, we are talking about the end 2.0 of All My Children and One Life to Live. We are taking your calls to find out what you think about it. So you can give us a call at 866-472-5788. Again, the number is 866-472-5788. You can also 
Join in the discussion on Twitter. Follow us at Soap Central. Tweet your thoughts just like Louis J. Jr. is. Uh, one of the comments here is, hey, if I knew the Prospect Park was still going to reboot One Life to Live when the Landview 3 went to General Hospital, then ABC most certainly knew. We have another comment from, it's a whole lot of numbers here, but it's Liz793698. I'm not sure what that is. It's not enough numbers to be a phone number, so don't try calling her. But she says, <laughs> props to Prospect Park for the attempt, but I think they got in over their head and didn't know how to produce these shows with no money. So those are some of the things that people are saying on Twitter. What I want to loop back to is that the lawsuit that many people have said now that they've read, I think both of our callers have read it, you have, I have, I know a lot of people online, the bulk of Prospect Park's claims seem to have to do with One Life to Live. And they say several times that because One Life to Live was higher in the ratings at the time when the shows were canceled, that Prospect Park had higher expectations for One Life to Live. So here's my question with that. All My Children got higher ratings online and higher ratings on OWN. Is it just possible, taking out those four characters, is it just possible that All My Children did better because it was a better crafted and written show? Uh, I think that is possible. I mean, I think, um, and I think maybe part of it is the fact that, um, you know, Prospect Park um, was focusing so much on what they couldn't have with One Life to Live that, Maybe they didn't, you know, with all my children, they just kind of jumped right into the story and worked with what they had. Um, and they did, you know, they did a great job. And I, I was surprised, too, because I, I expected to enjoy One Life to Live more than all my children. And once I started watching all my it was just the story was better paced, Um I, you know, I think it was. I think it it was the stronger of the two when it came back online, and I don't... I don't know what the explanation for that is, but um, I do, you know, I do wonder if it wasn't that Prospect Park was um, too wrapped up in what they couldn't do with One Life to Live that they didn't stop to, you know, reassess and say, okay, here's what we can do and how do we do it well. I think that's a really good point. For me, someone who All My Children was their first love in terms of soaps, I didn't expect much of the relaunch. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work. I figured One Life to Live had all the momentum that it would be the show to beat. Here's what Prospect Park says in its many, many page filing. It said, although all my children suffered collateral damage from ABC's conduct, i.e. its refusal to run advertising, limiting of media exposure, refusal to turn over the URLs and social media, it was not the direct target of ABC's manipulations and managed to achieve a higher viewer crossover to me you know it, it almost sounds as if prospect park wants one life to live more than they wanted all my children and i say that because they mentioned that one life to live was on a hiatus that it would come back pending the the outcome of this litigation they really didn't mm -hmm. say that about all my children and i think that again since one life to live was the show that everyone seemed to love it was the one that people were talking about you know, it's due mostly i would say because of, of Frank Valentini and Ron Carlovati, you know, really getting some some great stories and production, and then the wonderful cast, which most of it crossed over to the online version of the show. It just to me, it seems like the One Life to Live not doing as well really caught them by surprise, and they weren't yeah. able to to regroup. Mm -hmm. So, with that, 
there are, I don't want anyone to think that I'm taking sides here, so we're going to talk about some of the things that Prospect Park could have done differently, that maybe even if ABC was sort of fiddling around with things and trying to prevent things from happening, things that Prospect Park could have done differently to make these shows even bigger than what they turned out to be. So we're going to bring on a caller. We have another one who would like to chat with us. We have, sounds like a very scary name, Liz, so you may want to hide behind something. We have Shadow. Shadow, welcome to Soap Central Live. (laughs) Hey, this is Shadow with the Fine Valley Podcast, Dan. How you doing? I am great. Uh, I mean, I would be better if these shows were coming back, but considering... uh, Actually, you know what? That's a good point to ask you. I'm going to start with that, Shadow. How do you feel now, in 2013, finding out that these shows may not be coming back when you compare that to how you felt in 2011 when you found out the shows were going to be canceled? Do you have the same sort of feeling? Do you feel worse now? Did you feel worse then? I felt worse then. You know, it was hard to lose two shows after so many years of watching it. I mean, I, I remember all my children from, you know, almost the beginning. Um, and I went in and out of One Life to Live for the better part of 40 years, and it was inconceivable at the time that those shows would ever be canceled. They were, you know, sort of like touchstones. You just think they'd be there all the time if you're homesick. You flip on the TV, and there they are. The concept of them not being there was unimaginable. So in that sense, you know, they'd already kind of, I've already kind of adjusted to the, that. And, of course, certainly the subs that were canceled that preceded it, Everybody thought the same thing, but you know there was so much media coverage at the time about the death of soaps and all that kind of stuff. It was a tough time. This time, you know, everybody was so skeptical at the beginning over whether they could make it. It was a little bit less surprising when it actually happened. And, of course, I was fairly positive at the beginning because there was so much publicity and hype. Um, you know, those uh, promos that they did at the beginning were fabulous. They did that big um, New York premiere, which was incredible. But then they started falling apart pretty quickly, what, two weeks into it, and they started cutting back episodes. And you just knew that there were going to be struggles. And well, let me a ask you about that. Oh, go ahead, let me, sorry. You, no, you, let me ask you to talk about the change two weeks in. For folks who maybe aren't familiar with what that is, two weeks into airing the shows four times a week, 30 minutes a day, they announced that they were going to be cutting back and showing just two new episodes of All My Children and two new episodes of One Life to Live each week. And that's, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Shadow, but this is where the really big drop-off happened, at least in my head, when it comes to fans. Prospect Park issued a statement that said, it is too challenging for viewers to keep up. And from what I recall on social media and and feedback on SoapCentral.com, people were outraged that they were being told it was too challenging for them to watch four 30-minute episodes of a soap per week. It was insulting, and I think it angered a lot of fans who had gone through quite a bit of effort to get to watch those shows. You know, it it seems like everybody's had iPads and iPhones and mobile technology now forever, but really for most of the folks, that was a big transition, and people are just really in the last year and a half getting used to watching online, and um, they went through a lot of effort, and right around the same time, everybody was kind of being shocked and awed by the foul language on the show. Um, and I think those circumstances followed, like, what, a week afterward with the cancellation in Canada. Just people said, you know, I'm not going to go through this again. And I do think quite a few people bailed. 
So you think it's it's sort of a combination of of a whole lot of things happening at once? Yeah, I think those three things, it looked like, you know, they just couldn't manage it. And that was, after all, the drama, you know, from the general hospital fallout. You know, the way I liken this, I don't think ABC ever thought they'd um, proceed with the show after they canceled their intention the first time. And then when I think it started to come around, they clearly talked about it for quite a while, but it's sort of like having a bad landlord that doesn't really respond very quickly when you have a leaky faucet or you need something. <laughs> and they didn't, you know, they were like, yeah, you need the websites, we'll get you the websites. Um, yeah, you know, I wonder exactly, they've, they've pieced together a very crafty lawsuit, and there's some merit in it. I don't know that how much damages there are in it, but I wonder if you... I wonder who knew what when at ABC. It's one thing to say that maybe people on Franz level, whoever at, at that level, were aware of what Prospect Park was doing. But how did Ron and Frank know? They had some characters on loan and got to write for them. That's not a conspiracy. Um, well, I mean, the only thing know. that I get from that, uh, and I'm going to circle back and bring Liz into this conversation too, sure. is... I think that if if it were not Frank and Ron that were involved, if the if there were two other people who were writing at General Hospital, I don't know that at least in my mind, this is how I see it, the Prospect Park wouldn't have made the same argument. I think the argument is that because Frank and Ron were so familiar with One Life to Live, that perhaps they had more of an ability to craft story on General Hospital because they had such a, an understanding of the show. They had such an understanding of the history, so many things that they could do. If they were, if it weren't them, if it were two other people, if it were me or me, Liz, and, and you, Shadow, I don't think that maybe they, they'd be able to make the same argument. Liz, thoughts on that? Um, I agree. I mean, I think that's, you know, Ron and Frank, you know, love their one life to live characters, and I think that's, you know, that's why they brought them over to General Hospital. They obviously, you know, liked writing for those characters. And um, so I probably would have been a, a very different situation had they not been involved. Um, but I just want to throw out there that I am, I mean, I feel like we are, we're critiquing Prospect Park quite a bit. Um, and I am, I'm very grateful to them, though. I mean, I know it's turned into a mess, but we did get, you know, several months of our shows that we loved and some great moments. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that, even though it, it turned out rather badly in the end. Shadow, one question before I let you go. Do you think oh, that sure. all my children and or One Life to Live will ever be back? You know, I know that uh, Quantinitz, however you say his name, is holding out, looking for a miracle still. Um, I don't know that they can get, I just don't know that they can go back to the well again. Yes, of course, anything's possible. Not exactly maybe configured as they were. Um, I think it would be interesting to take some of the characters and maybe make a dramedy out of the Hubbards or something like that. But in terms of full scale, uh, that's anybody guess. I think ABC has gone too far. Um and the shows are so expensive to set back up and to try to pull the cast back together. Who knows? Well, Shadow, you know, I want to thank you so much for calling you in. Never know. Yeah, thank you guys. Take care. Thanks for having me. See you. I appreciate it. Liz, I want to uh, saddle back on something. I don't even know if that's a word. I'm just making stuff up now as I try to think <laughs> 10 things in my head. So we're going to circle back, saddle back. Perhaps we've brought in a, a stable of horses. I don't know. But uh, one of the things that I, I do want to echo is that 
I am personally grateful that these shows were brought back. It's not the same scale. I don't want anyone out there, the people who will pick apart what I'm about to say, but in terms of venturing into uncharted territory, 18 mm-hmm. years ago when I started SoapCentral.com, it, I mean, there really weren't a lot of websites at that point in time. There weren't a lot of mm-hmm. things that people go to the to the internet now and sort of take for granted. There certainly was no streaming video. There certainly you know, was no downloading of the, the music the way that there is today. So I know what the challenges are in trying to start something in a new frontier, a new venture in new media. Again, my empire was nowhere near this $125 million that, that they're seeking from ABC in this lawsuit, but I understand what the challenges are. So I, I have a sympathetic ear to what Prospect mm-hmm. Park is going through. I know that there are a whole lot of things. No one has ever tried to do a daily program on the Internet. You know, the shows that are there are either ones that have been archived from television or there are ones that are you know, short term and maybe they're broadcast once a week or every other week. No one has ever tried anything like this. So certainly there were bound to be some missteps along the way. And this is, this is not to question anything that anyone has done. I think it's amazing the fact that they were able to bring it back. And the argument, too, that you could make is if Prospect Park didn't want these shows to succeed, because I've seen people who were saying they never had any intention of doing anything, they were just out to you know, try to make a lawsuit of it, which I think is absolutely ridiculous for anyone to say. I mean, they gave these shows a red carpet premiere. They they went mm-hmm. all out. Uh, you know, from everything that we've seen in the beginning, the stars were saying how much the producers were, you know, just treating them like they cared. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that perhaps one of the issues, Liz, was the fact that as the clock was ticking, as the sands were running out through the hourglass, they were running out of time and kind of had to do a lot of stuff within a short amount of time and didn't really have the luxury of thinking things out, including the characters that have been taken over. If they didn't have to hurry up and, and pivot on a, on a dime, they might have been able to handle this completely differently. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're correct. Um, you know, that that's the point you made is that they tried and they did. I mean, I I haven't seen anything that makes me think that, you know, Prospect Park didn't make a, a good effort to get these shows off the ground and, you know, want them to succeed. And it was, I mean, you know, when they weren't able to do it the first time, um, you know, I think it was purely just the timing, you know, I have no understanding of what it takes to put a show on like that, but I imagine it's um, just the logistics, not to mention the funding. It's, it's very difficult. And, like you said, they, you know, I'm sure they had felt the pressure of getting actors and, you know, making sure people didn't go on to other jobs before they could get them back. And I obviously we've seen a little bit of that fallout with the general hospital folks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think that it was a brand new thing. Like you said, nobody had ever done it before. And, you know, bless them for trying and for, you know, doing it for a while, even though it didn't, um, it didn't work out. We have time for one more caller. We're going to travel to Ohio and take a call from Patrick. Patrick, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, hi. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. 
I know that you have some comments that you'd like to make on everything that's going on here, so I wanted to make sure we got you before we run out of time. What are your thoughts on the end of All My Children, One Life to Live, the lawsuit? Will they be back? Oh, thank you very much. Um, I am wondering, um, is there something like, is there something more going on than what we're being told? What do you suspect? And I mean, do you have, when reason, you say that, do you think something? I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but um, I have to say that, you know, for all the effort that they put into, into both of these shows and bringing them back, and the fact that they were uh, constantly the, you know, the top downloads on iTunes and Hulu, mm-hmm. and the, um, the tremendous ratings that they got on Oprah's network, um, and so for them to suddenly just stop everything, I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe that they, you know, um, that they could, um, you know, um, like blame, you know, like blame ABC for trying to sabotage the shows. Um, it would seem to me that, you know, like in the beginning when they were in negotiations with cast members, um, it seems like they could build any story that they wanted to. You know what I'm saying? No, I I do, I do. I, I mean, I don't know if there is something else. I'm sort of with you that it would seem that since the shows were routinely at the top of the downloads list on iTunes and were routinely you know, near the top on Hulu and Hulu Plus, the thing that we don't know is we don't really have numbers from Hulu to find out how many people were watching because Hulu keeps that information private. So it could have been you know, 6 billion people were watching or it could have been that 600 people were watching. There's really no way to know. Uh, I will take issue. I don't know if the, the ratings on OWN were really overwhelming. They were good for Oprah's network, but I mean, they, they weren't what I think that uh, you know, a lot of fans would have wanted them to be because they were significantly lower than what they were when they were on network television. But that also goes that own isn't in every home. So, I mean, there, it does seem that for all of us, there isn't something, there's like a piece missing to the puzzle. And I don't know that we'll ever be able to find that piece, Patrick, because we don't know all the details that would go into making that piece a piece to fit in the puzzle. Yeah. It, it seems like you know everything started to go wrong when they um, when when the union came in and said you know that the, the the people weren't being paid enough and so then they had to stop production. Um, I, it just doesn't seem to me that they are um, that they're being and I don't know that they they have to be or they should be, but I mean I think they know that you know, that there's a loyal audience, and it, it really seems to me that it was the outcry from the fans that got this going to begin with. So they know that we want our shows, and they know that we want our shows consistent. I think so that's a really think, good place to leave it, because right? we are just about out of time, Patrick, so I want to okay. make sure that I, I thank you for calling in and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Uh, Liz, we're, as I said, we're almost out of time. I have a couple of things to squeeze in here. We have a comment from Why Lola Marie D on Twitter. It says, ultimately, I wasn't bothered by the schedule change or the foul language. I was happy to have my soap back. I had high hopes. I think that that is pretty much the sentiment for a lot of people. I know that a lot of people didn't understand how to watch the shows online. A lot of people had misinformation that they would absolutely have to pay to watch the shows online. They didn't get that information out there. Some people didn't know how to watch online. You know, there were videos. I think, I don't want to say that it was a time ahead of its, an idea ahead of its time, because that's not entirely true. I just think that there were some logistical issues. There were obviously some communication issues that unfortunately may have added uh, an unfortunate bit of, of, of resistance in something that should have been a lot easier. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, going back to something you said earlier, that maybe a lot of those things would have uh, worked themselves out had Prospect Park had a little more time to plan before launching these shows. You know, we know that timing is everything, and we only have about three minutes left, so I know all about time and trying to fit stuff in <laughs> into the show. You know, one of the things that I think, I, I don't know what's going to happen to the rights of these shows. As part of the, the lawsuit, Prospect Park wants to be able to retain the rights, the licensing rights, to All My Children, One Life to Live, but not have to pay the, the the licensing fees saying that, you know, because ABC was was fiddling around, they shouldn't have to pay. So that's sort of an interesting aspect. To me, the only immediate plus that I could think of if ABC were to get the rights back to these shows is I kind of would love to see what Ron Carlovati would do writing-wise for some of the All My Children characters. If they could bring them over to General Hospital, I mm -hmm. personally would love to see that. I think that he's, he's a great writer. I know a lot of people argue over what characters he, he features or doesn't feature. That's beside the point. I just think it would be really fascinating to see some of those characters interact with the people in Port Charles. I think it would, and you know, they threw around that term mega soap, and I know that doesn't appeal to a lot of people, but I, I thought it sounded pretty cool. I would, I mean, I would love if they could find some way to sort of combine the, the three soaps and, um, you know, feature some of the best characters from all of them. I think that would be awesome. Well, that's what people wanted to do when the shows were canceled. They thought, you mm -hmm. know, well, maybe they could just combine All My Children, One Life to Live in, a, in one show since the towns are right by each other. But we have about 30 seconds left for the answer to this question, Liz. So the million-dollar <laughs> okay. question is, do you think that All My Children and or One Life to Live will ever come back to the fans? Um, I, You know, I want to hold out hope, but it's... Um it's my hope is dimming. I'll put it that way. I would love it if it were to happen, but um, I feel like you know we had our second chance, and I, it would be amazing if we got a third one. Well, what do you guys think? Because that's going to bring us to the end of our time today. But the discussion about what went wrong with the reboots of All My Children, One Life to Live, will wage on both in the court of public opinion and in Los Angeles Superior Court. We will follow the story. We're going to be posting the latest news on SoapCentral.com. And, of course, we'll be talking about it here on Soap Central Live in the future. If you wanted to call in and share your thoughts on everything that's gone on since the first cancellation of these two soaps, but you weren't able to call in to today's show, you can still let us know what you think. Just call our 24-7 caller feedback line. The number is 267 
347-341-7627. Again, it's 267-341-7627. You can share your thoughts there, record a little message. It may even get played in an upcoming episode of Soap Central Live. You can also go to SoapCentral.com, click on the feedback line, uh, and, and type as much as you want. But if you think that you can come up with 140 characters or so of what you think, I don't know that you're going to be able to do that, but you can certainly tweet us at Soap Central. And in the meantime, if you missed any part of today's show, you want to hear it again, you want to share it with a friend, you'd like to read any of the articles that we talked about today during the show, all you have to do is head over to our official show page at SoapCentral.com slash radio. That's the place to find any and all episodes of Soap Central Live. So if you want to go back and listen to, what are we up to, 204 episodes, you can go back and listen to 203 episodes of the show, just head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. Every episode is available for free. You can listen on demand. You can stream it. You can download it. It's, again, completely free, so that's the best part about it. Now, there are only six episodes left before we have to flip the calendars over to a brand new year. We're going to try to make the most of that time starting next week, Friday, November 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So join us then for the continuing saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.